Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming to you live from a top radio tower in the Lavender Town. It is the one and only Poco Podcast. In Thatcher's Soviet Russia, music kill you! And welcome to the 309th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my exceptional co-host. The fluffiest whimsicott. Some say Lord Jishiro. Some say, not me. This isn't Lord Jishiro, this is Shamu. Because uh, we, <laughs> we had to have him on the show yet again. Uh, <laughs> one more time. Boy, I am I suddenly 10 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> do you know not what? expect me to do what Scron did last week. <laughs> that was hilarious, uh, by the way, when he did that. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but either way, <laughs> welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that I made Jushiro come up with in 2007. Uh, though if you listen to his show, he blames it on me. Uh, <laughs> me. It was all me. I lie in my show. I lie. One of us is lying. Figure out who. Uh and so I mean it's obviously a name something came up with when they were a teen, so neither Jushiro nor I could have come up with it in two thousand seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. Yes, uh so this is Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. We talk everything Pokemon, the video game, the trading card game, and something obscure in Pokemon Pokemon Troze. We 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 discuss Pokemon Troze. And uh so just everything. And as every week, welcome if you're old, welcome well, welcome if you're new, welcome back if you're old. There we go. Got it correct this week. And as always, um I guess uh this is the Puckle Podcast, and I want to ask my co-host, what have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Because it's been a while since both of you were on this specific show. So let's well, start let's start with Whimsicott. Well, nah. See, the thing that comes to my mind first is the most recent and the most, um, how can I say this? It was a true hardship. <laughs> uh, I took on Seth Vilo in the mutt today. Oh, yeah. What, what round is the mutt in right now, by the way? Second. Okay, so it's like almost done. Then. 
Yeah, it was a small tournament. It's yeah. super fun. Super fun. I played mm-hmm. Jedi DJ last week, and I played Seth Vilo today. And have you ever played singles against Seth Vilo? Uh, no, but I heard it's really stally. Uh, okay, so our conversation as we were getting ready to battle was, you know what? Um, I was, you know, thinking to myself, hmm, I'm facing Seth this week. What's the bulkiest man in Ubers? I bet he brought that. Brought that. <laughs> and <laughs> it was it was super fun. At one point, I... Essentially, I, I tried, you know, if you can beat them, join them. I tried to beat him on timer. <laughs> I almost made it. <laughs> I almost made it. But he is the true master of That's Soul. Hilarious. And he won fair and square. <laughs> he, we had a lot of fun. Like, you would not think that a game that goes the whole hour can be so much fun. Mm-hmm. But it was a ton of fun. I mean, I hope it was fun for him. I was enjoying myself immensely, and good game to him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. I, Anything else? Um, well, I've been playing some Pokemon Moon, but just not much. <laughs> Don't have a lot of time. Yeah, understandable. What about you, Jashiro? What have you been up to? You playing some TCGs? TCG, I've been building some great decks. I've been managing to co- recreate some of the champion decks uh, that I've been wanting to, such as Gardevoir GX and Greninja Break, the newest version of it, as well as other nice ones like uh, the Vol- single Volcanion deck, which is all Volcanion. Ooh. I love that deck. Actually, I'm actually quite surprised of how fun it is. Um, and other than that, just reading on the news on uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, because I am, after that last trailer, which we'll know we'll cover soon, um, uh, I am legit now hyped. I am fully on the hype train. I was, I had my foot on it, you know, all these months. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to play it. Obviously, it's Pokemon. I'm excited. But it's, I mean, I feel like when when um, Gen 3, Ho and uh, Omega, Ruby, Sapphire uh, was announced, it's like, yeah, well, I've been there, done that. I'm not that excited as I was for X and Y. Now, uh, for this one, I'm truly, truly excited now after that last trailer. Now, I don't want to spoil it for you, but that last trailer was just a re-release of one that came out in Japan like two weeks ago. I know. And we I, all we all talked about it and we're like really hyped. Where were you? Yeah, well, I was TDLR. Um, yeah, <laughs> obviously. So it's like, oh, 102 messages. Yeah, I'm going to just not not read any of that. Yeah. And I found out that, yeah, later on. Yeah, you found, out, <laughs> you found out that we, we had all, already been like old news. Well, yeah, to be fair, yeah. I was... I was in bed. You guys were at home. He was at work at that time. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I watched the Japanese trailer like when it came out because that was uh, uh, that was around like 6 o'clock or something here. I yeah, remember watching that. Yeah, it was midnight here. Yeah, so I watched that one. And then um, I, I, it was nice getting like the official translations, I'll say that much, instead of like uh, the fan speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation, and uh, like some people got it exactly right, mm-hmm. like exactly right. Uh, uh, but you know, we we, we tried to have Scron help, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> he helped. But sometimes you want to know the official translation just because they might, you know, make a choice in adapting the game. Exactly, they might they and, might know something that we don't. And it would change the translation's context. Exactly. So that that's definitely uh, definitely a good thing. 
Uh, as for myself, I, I've i been playing some TCG. I actually went to a pre-release yesterday for oh, Crimson Invasion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. None of those cards are that great. And well, the ultra, the, some, of, some of the Ultra Beasts are all right. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to say a lot of them, but I mean, anything that's not an Ultra Beast, I almost, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say is almost garbage. Like, almost well, garbage. Well, the Ultra Beasts are not all that good at, to begin with. I mean, yeah. Maybe one or two. Oh, yeah. Ready. No. But, I mean, to be fair, we just came off like two really good sets. So, like, yeah. your perception is really skewed for, like, the baseline for Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, because Guardians Rising was a really good set, and then you had Burning Shadows, which was a decent follow-up. It wasn't... I don't think it was it, as good, but, I mean, you got things like Gardevoir and Glissapod, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it was... I mean, it gave us the World Championship deck. Uh, I think... I would I would, I would, would argue that both Guardians Rising and, and uh, Burning Shadows combined gave you the World Championships deck, because you're... Tapu Lele shifted that meta, well, shifts yeah. the meta so oh, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. And and not to mention Trash Lanch Garbodor. Like you have to you have to give credit to both of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, this isn't the TCG cast. Uh, <laughs> no, and... it's not. Stop <laughs> no, it. no, for invading on my yeah. territory. No, what's really no, bad I'm is I gave you I gave you that podcast when I didn't understand a word I was saying, and now I do <laughs> understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but you know, guys. For a moment, when you said, oh, there are no good cards here, and Jashiro was like, hmm, I begged three for I was like, oh, gosh, we're going to have another Tyranitar on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a Tyranitar, but, man, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting uh, – it, it's it's not as good as I would have liked it to be. I mean, I went 3-0 and I went three and at the pre-release. Yeah, it's not very good. Oh, no, I started them on this. <laughs> it's not very good. It's over. It's over. That Gyarados is legit. Okay, you're done. You're just done. <laughs> because you were just so wrong. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't bark up that tree, Trash. Stay on your VGC. Because <laughs> the king of TCG is here. Remember whoa, 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 whoa. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, <laughs> I am so terribly sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's all my fault. It's, the, it's, it's all um, the hormones, how you call it, uh... <laughs> I don't. It's not. There we go. There we go. Uh, so, so that is. Uh, I mean, I've been doing some other stuff, obviously, as well. I've been doing a lot of puckle stuff, but I had to fight a lot with my internet this week, so that I, I didn't get the stream. That was upsetting. I'll be back this week though, because uh, my piddle match this week um, is a very special one because my opponent is uh, my wife, and <gasps> so it's the match to determine whether or not Thatch is sleeping on the couch. I'm so excited to see that. Yeah, that one's happening this week on Thursday. I'm excited to see the aftermath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the aftermath. You should you should have Misty or sorry, Mrs. T um comment with you and definitely not Thatch and put <laughs> definitely not Thatch in the middle so you guys don't, you know, come to blows or anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, that one's uh I, we'll see how that match goes. Um <gasps> because I'm typically her team building partner, so uh, oh yeah it's uh it's unfortunate uh let's see so i guess we'll, we'll wrap it up there let's go to the news there's some stuff to talk about there so let's cue the epic music Radio Tower. This just in. 
And on to the news. As always, the, uh, we're just going to jump right into I, I almost opened it like the mailbag and said it was brought to you by Green Toros. But it's not. This is just the news. They don't sponsor this. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Wrong segment, Hajishiro. Sorry, you confused me. Uh, so we have uh, we have a few things. Uh, first of all, uh, Yusum uh, got that new trailer. But more importantly, because because unfortunately, Jishiro, like I said, that's old news. Okay, that's old news. Fine, fine. fine. Honestly, uh, that trailer is so epic. We could it was talk mm-hmm. about it again. So, okay, uh, it, literally, literally, that trailer is just hype. It's nothing else. It doesn't reveal anything new. Hey. It worked. <laughs> well, obviously. Excuse me. At the time it was broadcast in Japan, it revealed a ton of new stuff. It did. Well, there was other stuff attached to it. It was like two trailers in one at that point. And so it, it, it was broken up into two trailers in the U.S. We got the most recent one and the one before that that gave us a bunch of news. So I, I want to I skip ahead, though, because there was an interview with, I believe, Fatismu uh, magazine. Mm-hmm. Famitsu. I'm never going to say it right. It's fine. What was it said? Yeah, sure. And so <laughs> we're going to go ahead and uh, there, there were a lot of points that were broken down in that, which is really nice. First being, and I think the most important being, is that the story in Sun and Moon, or Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, is supposed to be twice as long as in Sun and Moon. <laughs> which okay, is... Okay, so, 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 wait, wait. Yeah, it was confirmed. Because... Like, Omori said that. Like... It oh, came out of his... said there was going to be twice as much story. If you say yeah. the story is going to be twice as long, people okay. are going to expect oh, twice as I much have... story. That's fair. That's fair. Exactly. That's not like double to play time. To be fair, to be fair, I think that's still significant regardless. Yeah, um, because yes. I, I think Sun and Moon's story was still the strongest story that we had in a Pokemon game, like, ever. Mm, uh, I beg to differ. Uh, um, Gen 5. Uh, uh, Gen okay, 5, yeah. okay, okay. We could we could say Gen 5, but then you realize nobody played those games. Um, <laughs> and Fair enough. But we gotta give them that boy. Nobody. We're gonna put nobody in quotes. Uh, but How do however... I make pouting sounds into a microphone? <laughs> uh... However, um, yeah, Sun and Moon was second best. Sun and Moon, I'm really excited that they're going to expand the story that much. I'm really excited because you apparently you meet the Ultra Recon Squad super early in the game, uh, as opposed to uh, meeting the Aether Foundation. I think we met it like almost uh, halfway through the story, essentially. And if you look at X and Y, you had uh, Team Flare being met interspersedly in stupid ways, and. Uh, ho- and I'm really excited to see Lucimi not be evil, uh, as you can see in that trailer. Uh, it looks oh, like she won't I... be. She might in- like initially be, but then realize the errors of her ways at least. Yeah. I mean, technically, she realized the error of her ways at the end of Sun and Moon as well. Mm-hmm. Well, so maybe it's just expanding some... on that. Maybe it's kind of. But I feel like she ice. doesn't get. I feel like she doesn't get absorbed by a Nihiligo. Um, I hope she does. I don't think that's going to happen again. Lucimine with black hair is bae, okay? <laughs> with, like, jellyfish? Uh, yeah, jellyfishes. <laughs> oh, man, you have um, weird bays, okay. let me tell you. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, another minor point is that we're still getting exclusives in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, it looks like the the Ultra Beasts, at least, are staying exclusive, along with, like, the typical Pokemon, like Alolan Sandshrew and Alolan Vulpix, are staying version exclusive. And Whimsicott. And Whimsicott, yes. Uh and then you also have the uh you have uh, the pokemon in the overworld they talked about that a little bit more as well and they confirmed that you're going to be able to interact with the pokemon in the overworld which i think is a really 
I think that's really interesting and really exciting. Could you explain that a bit? So, what does it mean interacting with the Pokemon in the overworld? Uh, I mean, so, I mean, I know what it means, but what the, it means in the, reality specifically. The example they gave is you can like pet Pokemon in the overworld. Like that that okay. was the example. Like uh you know how we saw that initial scene like way back when and we thought Pokemon were well nobody thought Pokemon that. were following you. Like that little no. Rockruff and you you just be like, "Hey Rockruff, I'm going to pet you." And then walk away. And yeah, yeah, I understand. Like instead of just cuz before you just crouch and you can hear his cry, but that's yeah. about it. Now your act your character would mm-hmm. actually physically pet him. Okay. Yeah, no, this isn't like I, I I hate to like harp on that too long just because it feels very much like Oh man, this is uh, not nearly as fun, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's whatever. It's whatever. Hey, yeah. online, every single game that allows you to pet a uh, any type of animal gets you game of the year. In honestly, in the, in right? The they just notified uh-huh. the, the new Assassin's Creed Origins. You can pet a cat, and now everyone's like, "Yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins." Well, game remember how big of a deal it was in Pokemon to uh, sit on a bench. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I imagine I imagine this will go over well. Uh, it, it, it definitely I, will. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because I'm I'm following the newest Soul Link from Nappy and Shady, and they're doing it at Tsinghui, and they sit on every bench, like you know that bench in the <laughs> back of Grant's gym where you can sit yes. and watch the waterfall. And every time they do that, they look at the camera and they go, "They coded all of this into the game." But they did nothing with Zygarde. That's <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> I mean, there's just like a surprisingly amount. Ima- there's a, sp- uh, a surprisingly large amount of detail in Pokemon games, and it's really odd that like some of the things that they like detail. But moving on, I, uh, the- I appreciate it honestly. <laughs> Uh, to me, the, that's what makes the game. But continue. <laughs> oh yes. So the last thing that I have on there from like the news is they say they upgraded the graphics of the titles of Z moves. Which is really confusing to me. Like, did they just make the font higher pixel density? I don't really know. And or they changed fonts? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds stupid, and I don't know why that was, like... Like, if I were... It sounds like a really, like, nerdy game development thing to bring up. Like, hey. Like, hey, I changed the font of the Z-moves. Then they're speaking to the choir, man. <laughs> yeah. Wait, if it's a nerdy news. Well, it seems like... It feels like, like something super technical. When you're yeah. talking, when you're talking about it, but it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> I think. I think what happened is that they're telling us it's like a feature, but in reality, they had to change the way they do the graphics and the font of the Zim title because they are so freaking long now. They would not have fit on the screen. Honestly, that is probably <laughs> realistic. Pikachu, pika, 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 vault ball thunder attack. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then the last thing that they they mentioned, which I forgot to put on the outline, is they did mention that these are going to be the final Pokemon games on the 3DS, uh, which is which is really the huge. Speculation is laid to rest. No, guys, there are not going to be Gen 4 remakes in this generation. Well, you you didn't lay it to rest because I heard a lot. Like I get asked uh, quite frequently, actually, on the Discord um, about whether I think the new game on for the Switch. Is going to be a Gen Four remake, and I nope. absolutely not. Absolutely no, it's not. not going no to. Way. No. When they switch consoles, they typically well, they. I'm gonna say typically, they, they have always uh, started the new generation on a new console. They have they just have been. To. They have been throwing conventions out the window though, as of late. Like it doesn't yeah, there's matter, gonna so. yeah, there's gonna be a Z version. Nope. 
oh, they they don't add Pokemon mid generation. Nope. Nope. And nope. <laughs> so I'm just getting I'm just getting smacked around over here. And so, it's just but I do have I worked on a game developing company yeah, for a go while. For it. And 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 I do have I can lay this to rest. So the the thing when you're making a game for a new unless you're doing a port, which is obviously not the case, a port for those listening that don't know the difference between a remake and a port. A port is the exact same game, but port it onto a new console. The best example I can give you is the red and blue, uh, yellow and the silver and gold versions in the 3DS, right? Those are ports, not remakes. So when they develop a game for a new console, they have to start on a clean slate because they have to comprehend the system and the developing software for that new console. So they can't just go in it with a like, oh, we have to make it like this. Like, a, No, they have to have free range uh, in order to be able to do and be able to creatively come up with ideas for a new console with its new graphical powers, its new button schemes, its new uh, technological, uh, you know, uh, fitting of it. So, yes, it's not going to be a remake. It is going to be a Gen 8 for sure and the Switch. Mm-hmm. No, I'm really excited for that. I think that's uh, – I think, like, the Gen 8 on the Switch is going to be really exciting. Uh, I hear a lot of people, like, excited for it in 2018. Don't hold your breath. No. Uh, no. It's going to be 2019. Though, I mean, if, if Nintendo, like, really wants to knock the Switch out of the park, which I don't think they need to push it any more than they already have. The but, stocks are off the roof. Yeah, like, it's it's nuts how well it's selling. I mean, they they also have, like, two of the top games of the year right now in Mario Odyssey and um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Like, those mm-hmm. two games are, like, the top two games of the year right now. And they... I, I think if they want to, like, absolutely just knock it out of the park, next Christmas you drop a Pokemon game. Like, you've just solidified the Switch. Like, you're done. Uh, <laughs> but the only way I can see this happening is if they if push they, were they have working, to push Game Freak. They would have to push them. Or they've been working on this Switch game since um, since XN, uh, Sun and Moon was released. And they, part, uh, they divided uh, Game Freak into two teams. One working on the Switch and one working on Sun and Ultra, Sun and Ultra Moon. I, That's so, the only way so, I see this happening. I don't think that happened if you listen to the uh, listen to the Game Informer interviews. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened. Yeah, it's it's rather obvious that like every time they get interviewed about the Switch, you can tell they're not just being vague for the sake of being vague. They're just telling you we're still trying to figure out how a Pokemon game can possibly work on the Switch. Like they are in the conceptualizing phase. Of the development at this point. And remember, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just, oh, how would it work? Because in our minds, it's you can imagine it being so easy. It's like, yeah, it's just Pokemon on a more powerful console. But it's not just that. It's taking a game that you already have and saying how this new technology, we can improve what we have and not just give you the typical Pokemon that you're already used to on Switch. No, we want to give you more. So that's yeah, they're not Ubisoft. They're not Ubisoft. Uh, there so, you go. That's uh, <laughs> They're not Ubisoft. Uh, but I think the other the other thing to take away from that also to just like further solidify that they haven't been working on it for that long is Ishihara didn't think the Switch was going to be a, a successful at all. <laughs> and I love that actually. And he didn't think it was going to be successful, so they didn't plan to work on the Switch. And then I feel like the Switch took off really well in March, and that's when they shifted the gears and like I guess we have to do this. And I wouldn't be surprised if the decision to make a Switch game really came off the heels of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon's announcement, and that's why it felt so tacked on at E3. 
because mm-hmm. I feel like yes, you're right. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if at this point it was a legitimate decision they made within that two weeks. Mm-hmm. They go, okay, I guess we're going to release a game on the Switch. Everybody wants us to do that, and mm-hmm. and so. I mean, and Nintendo probably is going, hey, look, we have this really good console. You guys should develop for it because if there's anything that moves Nintendo consoles, it's Pokemon. Like, By the way, and also we can also, by the announcement that Ultra Sun Ultra Moon is the last game, Pokemon game on the 3DS, we can officially say the 3DS is going to be retired because that oh, is absolutely. The, main flag, the main flagship game for the 3DS or any Nintendo handheld game has always been pokemon yeah no that's the 2ds came out because it was a pokemon machine that's why the 2ds came out it came out on the same day as x and y and it's literally because they're just like i guess if you don't want to spend 170 dollars i think it was at the time for a 3ds you can buy this 120 dollar 2ds and that's that's exactly why it exists and i'm perfectly fine with that uh the only thing with them announcing the end of ultra sun and ultra moon it makes it harder to make the case for buying the pokeball 2ds xl uh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I want it, but there, there's no reason to buy it if they're just going to end it. And I wish, like, there's, like, this part of me that's just, like, there's a 5% chance that Switch game comes out next year, and I only get, like, a year of mileage out of that Pokeball 2DS. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me really sad, even though you can press the button on the front. It's really cool. But it uh, does nothing. That's such a weird design to I don't there, care. There's a button that does I, nothing. I don't care. It's like the fidget cube. I love that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll move on. Uh, we have other points to talk about very quickly, I guess. Uh, so the Pokemon Go Halloween event's going on. I think there's candy. I wish I had Snag because I just stopped playing Pokemon Go. Um, don't worry. I know I, I I play it for about 30 seconds yesterday. <laughs> Well, they, they I, released I, some Gen I'm 3 Pokemon uh, for Halloween, right? It was like Duskull. Yes. You go go Shop ahead, Wimsicott. You just go for it. Yeah. Duskull, Shoppet, Bananas, and Sableye. Sableye can also be found in its shiny variant. Everything except uh, rare candy is double candy. Ooh. And the best part, the absolute best part, is A, you can wear a Mimikyu hat. And B... If you play at night, a remix of the Lavender Town music plays. That's really nice. Oh, That's really that nice. made me want to play it. There we go. Uh, I'll probably go and play go play it a little bit uh, this this week, but nothing serious. I I, I keep getting burned out by that game. <laughs> yeah, I keep getting burned it out. Is. I think that's going to be just a game we play every PokeCon. Honestly, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You're probably yeah. Right. Every time we have our old, you know, the whole gang and all our fans mm-hmm. and listeners on one place, then we can play. Otherwise, why? Yeah, exactly. Um, so the next thing is, uh, very quickly, if you want to go to GameStop, uh, starting actually when this podcast comes out, you can go to GameStop and pick up a Shiny Selvali code off the heels of Marshadow. And this is for until November 13th, and it is for Crimson Invasion's release. Uh, the new set. They always do this. I really like that they've been doing this recently, and at least this one, they did it right. Like, before it was just like, oh, here's a Salazzle that doesn't have anything different about it. And I really do like that we're going to be able to get... Uh, that's why they did Shiny Tapu Koko as well. Because they're like, hey, look. T- uh, here's Guardians Rising. You can get a, co- t- uh, a Tapu Koko GX. And that was really good. I really do like these. These are a lot of fun to get. I don't know the moves exactly on the Sil Valley. Um, I don't think anybody does, honestly. And but we'll know we'll know tomorrow. I'm gonna go pick one up this week because I'm gonna actually go to the midnight release for uh, Mario Odyssey on Thursday. What? 
What? Yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah, I'm I'm yeah. ruining my Pokemon roots. Uh, well, there's several things. Uh, so uh, my wife also really enjoys the Assassin's Creed franchise, and they're doing oh, a, Origins looks so good. Origins is coming out that same day. And so they're doing a release for that as well as a release for Mario Odyssey. And I yeah. need to uh, get my feet wet because I start. I move GameStop people, and I'm going to see yeah. if they'll let me. Uh, I'm going to talk to them and see if they'll let me do a uh, do tournaments for like their midnight release for Pokemon. Nice. I can set some stuff up there because now I can say I have experience setting up Pokemon tournaments, and <laughs> I can look back at Fucklecon. Yeah. So, so, all right, that is going to be it for the news. Uh, no Puckle news this week, unfortunately. Nothing nothing new. Check out the Discord if you want to oh, hang well, out. There's two, actually. Oh, yeah? Well, what there's one, mostly, yes. So, it's. I'm sorry to invade your your podcast with TCG, but <laughs> we do have a uh, hypercutter um, competition going on on TCG Cast. We are looking for you, the listeners, the, talent, the talented ones, to come up with great segment cutters for the TCG Cast. We want to revamp the whole podcast, make it more quali- high quality for you guys. And uh, we are looking to give five uh, boosters for each segment that we choose. Uh, basically, our segments in the, th- the original song, right? The intro of the uh, podcast. We want the new segment. Um a the Pokemon uh, the deck of the episode, the topical beach, the trainer's mail, which is where you mail in your all your emails. Who's that Pokemon? All of those. If you have any ideas, either be music wise or just your own little uh, mention with your sound effects or anything, whatever you think it is, send it over to us and we will evaluate it. Choose the best ones and so place it. Give you a shout out on the podcast and you win. Five boosters from us, digital boosters, by the way, for PTCGO. Uh, and please, we uh, we are looking forward to all you talented folks. Send on your uh, examples, your samples, and uh, hope you do. Awesome. All right, so we're gonna take a break here, guys, and we're gonna come back at you with the Pokey Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> And on to the uh, Puckles Poke Quiz, the segment of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge, and they're competing to be the first to 30 points. However, nobody is anywhere close. Uh, As always, guys, you guys are going to have five questions about various Pokemon things. Some of these are fan-submitted, so you can blame people who aren't me. And then uh, one of them will have a bonus point. You also have a hint that you can use to help you throughout the questions. Just one hint. You can't, like, ask for a hint for every question. That would be stupid. And uh, we're going to go ahead, though. Uh, if you don't use the hint and you get all the questions correct, you get a bonus point for the hint for not using it. It's magical. And as always, you have to use what's in your heads. So lower those browsers. No phones, no electronics. You just get to hear my wonderful, wonderful voice. And if you guys are ready, we'll begin. Okay. Oh, ready as or we ever be. All right. Exactly. So, so this first question is from Linian. He wants to know if you guys know what does the move smelling salt do? Okay, it's uh, a move that does damage and removes confusion. I'm I gonna go with 
I'm going to go with whatever Fluffy says, because I have Obviously. no idea. Okay, so um, they were talking about this a while ago, like sparkling operator removes the burn and wake up slap wakes you up and oh. smelling salts removes uh, confusion, I think. Isn't it sleep though? Maybe remove sleep? That's wake up slap. Mm, okay. Uh, smelling salts. Oh, it might remove paralysis, though. Hmm. Oh, can't help I you there. It, I think, I think, I think if it's anything like the other moves, it probably, like, removes a non-volatile condition, so it might be paralysis. Okay. I, I, I go with that? with that. Yeah. Okay, so it does damage, and but also removes paralysis from the target. That is... Correct. I'll take that as I'll take that as an answer because it does remove paralysis, um, but it'll also double its damage against a paralyzed enemy. Yeah. So if the po- opponent is paralyzed, it's uh, I believe base one hundred and twenty damage. Yeah, yeah. And we were discussing that like a couple of weeks ago about how um, uh, Primarina's move does not do double damage against burned opponents, whereas the wake up slap and smelling souls do that. Exactly. So that that is correct, though. You guys have a point. Uh, so this next question comes from Ash Nightwind. Uh, oh, my friend. Yeah, your friend. So Well, she... not that Lenian isn't my friend. They are all my friends, but she's my recent friend from... <laughs> from the <laughs> from game the... corner, yes. <laughs> from the game corner, yeah. So, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to ask you... Um, so we know that Jesse and James in the anime are a play on the famous outlaw Jesse James. Yeah. The anime ha- did this with a number of duos, three to be exact. And so I want to know two of them for two one point apiece. Okay. Um, Cassidy, uh, it was a Butch and Cassidy. Butch was and one. Cassidy, yeah. Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. Did they? I don't know. I'm guessing. I remember Butch and Cassidy. But then I, I stopped watching and... the anime. <laughs> I remember Butch and Cassidy. I don't remember Bonnie and Clyde, though. Okay, um, so they probably weren't there. Um, Jesse James. Uh, oh, because Butch. Bonnie and Clyde were already a couple, whereas Jesse James and Butch Cassidy were one character and they split them. Yeah. Mm, so, famous outlaws from the West? I don't watch Western movies. You have to help me just here. <laughs> oh, so you're asking someone who grew up without them. Um, Butch Cassidy, you got Jesse James, Butch Cassidy. Wow, I'm in a. Mm. The only one that comes to mind is Billy the Kid, but I don't think they had a character named Kid. Yeah, Billy and Kid? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, ca- I can tell you, like, Jesse and James's original Japanese names, which were actually not from an outlaw. They were from a famous samurai. Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember anything else. Mm, uh, let's go with your suggestion. I'm sure that maybe I missed an episode. We can try. Okay, so... Butch, Cassidy, and Bonnie and Clyde. All right. That is correct on one account and unfortunately mm-hmm. incorrect in another. Um, it turns out that it is uh, – it, so Butch and Cassidy are correct. They were from the main anime. The other – so there's the other two pairs are actually a little bit more difficult to find because you have to watch uh, Pokemon Chronicles for one of them. Uh, mm. Pokemon Chronicles, you have Attila and Hun. Oh, um, right. That's right. I and then in Pokemon Heroes, you have Annie and Oakley. For Annie Wait, Oakley. One oh. second. What was the name of the X and Y partners? One of them was Bonnie. 
I have no Clement idea. Oh, are you talking? Oh, Clement and Bonnie. Yes, Clement. they, they had nothing to do with. They had nothing no, to do with Bonnie yeah, and Clyde. I try to, I try to save us here, but no. No, you still get a point, well, and I mean, that that counts. Exactly. That counts for the hint. That still counts for the exactly. hint. Uh, you don't have to get both of them correct for the hint to cash in. So that yeah, that's two it. points, though. That's two points. So now we get to my questions. The rest from here on out, Thatch made these questions. So mm-hmm. you can blame you can blame me. You're the one so, that hates. Yes, uh, probably actually. So, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so as we all know, Diamond and Pearl kind of switched up the way that we thought of type specialists because before that we we saw a lot of gym leaders who only used Pokemon of that specific type. But because Diamond and Pearl were really bad at like evenly distributing types, uh, we got a lot of po- we got a lot of trainers that were type specialists, but would just use Pokemon with moves of that type, which was the inspiration for our summer league, right? Um, so this bled into the Elite Four. Obviously, you had a lot of people using Pokemon that only used moves of that type. However, there was one Elite Four member in Sinnoh that actually had a five member, only one, by the way, that had a complete five member team of Pokemon of his type specialty, his or her type specialty, I should say. Um, who was it? I'll accept a name or a type. Shoot, <laughs> you asked this question before and I forgot the answer. Um, also, it's Sino. I hate you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't played okay. fourth gen in ten it's years. Not, it, it's not. It's not. Um. Um. Fire type guy. Um. Whatever his name was. <laughs> his name was Flint. Yes, it's not him. I know that much. Um. I should have made this a multiple choice question. Uh. Oh, I, I would have guessed probably from multiple choice. Shoot. Okay. Jushiro, um, <clears throat> who were the others in Sinnoh? Oh, you're asking the wrong dude. I haven't played Gen 4 in he years. He knows we were going to be on. And he asked us a Gen 4 question. Evil, evil, evil. <laughs> well, he's going to take a type. So we know the types, at least. All right, all right. So I will tip? give you... I'll, I'll, well, no, I won't give you a hint. I'll make it a multiple choice question. Uh, okay. Uh, because I, I feel like, I, for me at least, I feel like Elite Four questions are stupid without telling you the names of the people in the Elite Four. Um, so we have Aaron, uh, Bertha, Flint, and Lucian. Oh, see, that's much better. Still, um, I have no clue. So, <laughs> Whimsical, what do you think? It's okay. It's okay. I've, I've got this. I've got this. Um... Uh, okay, so Aaron is a bug-type specialist, and I think all of his Pokémon are bug-types. Let me think. Is that possible in Sinnoh? A seal-type that has all bug? No, he's a, he's a bug-type specialist. Oh. Aaron? Yeah. Um... Uh, Lucian is a psychic type specialist, and Bertha is, I think, a nice type specialist. Uh, no, there was a nice type gym leader in Sinnoh. Uh, Bertha, ghost type, probably. Yes. Um, I would, I would say it's it's much likelier to be Aaron than the other ones, but it might be Lucian. Wanna wanna get the hint? Wanna like shoot out an answer in in the dark? Uh, up to you, Wimsy. This one is out of my league. Gosh. Well, uh, we have like uh, a. Uh, I'm going to need an answer. 
Okay. Um, Want to use the hint, Shira? Yeah, let's I, do it. I feel like I feel like we shouldn't. Like we have a thirty percent. But this is a Gen Four question, unless the other two are Gen Four questions. We're but it's much... a bug type specialist. There are so then do it, types. do it. Yeah, that's just okay, lock no, it Aaron. in then. Aaron. That is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, it was Lucian, right? It was Lucian. Yeah, he has all yeah. psychic type Pokemon. Uh, Aaron actually has a Drapion. So, oh, it, that makes sense. Yep, he had a Drapion. It used to be a bug type, but now it's not. So, <laughs> all right. So, question number, I believe this is question number four. All right. So, uh, following the last question, red and blue, in, re- in Pokemon red and blue, all of the gym leaders use Pokemon of the type they specialize in, except for one Pokemon, or except for one gym leader. Which gym leader used a Pokemon that skewed from types in Pokemon red and blue? Um, Giovanni had a Kangaskhan and he was a ground type specialist. There we go. Yep, I agree. Um, is that your final answer? Uh, I mean, <laughs> he does have a Kangaskhan, right? Is that your final answer? Hero? Uh, I remember he does. But wait, 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 let's stop. Let's give, let's give this a minute. Okay. What other ones? The Koga, he had a Venomoth. He I had a Weezing. I don't remember all of them, but um, like I think we just need to remember if if actually Giovanni used the Kangaskhan. Now, the now I'm in doubt. I'm honestly in doubt. Uh, like I I know this happens in the Elite Four, but as far as gym trainers go, I I, I think Giovanni might be the only one. Mm, okay. Uh, Erica had all had all yeah. grass. Koga had all potion poisons. What I about um, so. uh, the, uh, oh, man, the fire guy. He had uh, Arcanine, Growlithe. Uh, Rapidash. Yeah, what about the Psychic? Um, she, didn't, she didn't have any um, any ghost Sabri- types, right? No. Sabrina? No. It, I think she had one in yellow version, but we're not talking about yellow version. No, just exactly. red and blue. Red and red blue. Red and blue. Then the, no, no, I, think, had- I, think it has to, I, I think it has to be Giovanni's Kangaskhan. Then it has to be. Go ahead. Okay. Giovanni with his Kangaskhan. That is unfortunately incorrect. Really? Uh, so Giovanni during his gym battle actually didn't use the Kangaskhan in red and blue. Ah, uh, um, see, that was So he used, he used all ground types because he used Rhyhorn, Dugtrio, Nidoqueen, Nidoqing, and Rhydon. The answer is actually Sabrina. Sabrina, I, I believe... Sabrina actually... What does she have? Uh, in Gen 1 in uh, red and blue, she actually uses a Venomoth. Oh, uh, that's right. She actually I uses it. That because these are all questions you've used before. I should remember. I don't know answer. if these are questions I asked before. <laughs> I I know they are, and uh, the, I like this is my favorite segment of the show. Yeah, I listen so, religiously every week. <laughs> all right. So uh, unfortunately, that gives you guys two points for the day. We have one more question, and as always, it's a stat question. And I would like to know because we just asked about two psychic type trainers. What psychic type Pokemon has the highest base HP? Oh gosh, is it Wobbuffet or Solgaleo and Lunala? Hmm. Yeah, we still have the hint. We do, but what we're gonna do is discuss for the full minutes and then ask that for the hint because <laughs> that enough. helps us more than if we ask for the hint at the beginning. I'll give you. I'll give you two minutes. I don't care. <laughs> How about no, no, no. Uh, I'm not uh, about time. 
I'm talking about the fact that when you give the hint after a piece of discussion, <laughs> you tend to be more helpful. Yeah. So, um, Muna, the evolution of Muna. Um... Musharna? No, no, it's not Musharna. Okay. It's it's either Wabuffet or Sogalea and Lunala. And I think it has to be Wabuffet. Really? HP mm. we're talking about, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Though. Lucia? No, not Lucia, right? I'm gonna um, need. I'm gonna need an answer. No, we're gonna need a hint. Uh, <laughs> it's a monotype. Okay, it's oh. well Buffett. It's well Buffett then. Yeah, is that yeah. your final answer? Yeah, that is correct. Okay. Um, that, that gives you guys three points for the day. <laughs> Wamba Fett has like a base of 190 HP. It's like outrageous. Insane. So, I know. so that gives you guys three points for the day. So that actually changes things. It changes the standings almost. Um, because, <laughs> changes things almost. <laughs> uh, almost, yeah. Because, uh, all right, here we go. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to sort my columns. So right now we have Shamu in first place with eight points. We have Sublime, Basket, Scrawn, and Yushiro all tied for second place with five points. Tied for sixth place. We have Maximus and Whimsicott with four points. And then bringing up the rear, we have Snag and Gator with one point apiece. And then everybody else is at zero. Because they haven't been on the show. No fun, guys. Uh, No, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) As we'll long see. as I get at least three points, I don't feel too terrible. Yeah, so. three points is the this average, is so that's fine. All right, guys, we are going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Greetings, listeners. It's the Puckle Shadow President Scrum here to reveal top-secret information about the League's behind-the-scenes behavior. For those who are not yet aware, Puckle has begun top-secret operations on our Discord server. To join us there, visit our website and click on the chat tab. Our website also has a variety of extra features, including badge earning and the ability to listen to older episodes. Lastly, be sure to send in mailbags to pucklepodcast at gmail.com so that you can tell everyone how much you adore me. Listen, see you on the dark side of the flip-flop. <laughs> and on to the topic, our topic today is going to be, uh, it's going to be a discussion mostly about where Pokemon is today, but I want to start off with the Pokemon uh, Pikachu detective movie that actually got announced that they're going to begin production in January. I, I remember when Pokemon Go came out, the studio bought the rights to make a movie based on this. Which one I thought was hilarious and was just like a thing like, oh, no, I'm just locking this down just in case, like, we want to make this at some point in our future. I did not think it was actually going to happen. Um, no. They're, they're trying to get, like, a lot of big names, too. They're trying to get, like, The Rock or uh, – You um, say they're trying to, which yeah. implies that anything on that front was yeah. anything more than them sitting around the table and going, oh, man, it would be so cool if we could get the rock to that <laughs> Pikachu. Yeah. I, I, hope, I hope that... I honestly think, though, that the rock would do something like that. That's the thing. I think the rock would do it. Probably, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't want to, I don't want the rock to voice the detective Pikachu. I want the Pikachu to be voiced by, like, somebody that we don't know. And then I want Pikachu's partner to be the rock. That's wow. what I want. But it's going to be a kid. 
Uh, it needs to be the Why rock. Should it? it should be the rock. If they want me to see this movie, like hand, like they, I will buy a ticket to this movie before it comes out. And they tell me the rock is Pikachu's best friend. <laughs> no <laughs> joke. Yeah. I no have to, joke. I have to agree with your, with uh, that here. I will buy a ticket. If they tell me the rock is Pikachu's best friend. Honestly, if they get the rock to voice him, I'll buy a ticket anyway. Like, <laughs> but if it like absolutely must see movie, the rock is Pikachu, Detective Pikachu's best friend. You do, you do know what the strategy is for this, right? It's probably you, for kids, but yeah. You line up, no, you line up a bunch of celebrities that you mm-hmm. want to voice your kids movie. And then you find out which of them has the kids who are the most obsessed yeah. with your franchise. Yeah, and then the kids and like force them to do it. And then you ask that guy, and the kids are gonna say, "Daddy, please do it." You are not <laughs> wrong. That's how you we got Dumbledore. Yeah. That's yeah. how we got. That's how we got <laughs> Vin Diesel to voice Groot. Yeah, that's um, how we got Samuel Jackson to play uh, actually, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, it was actually a bit different. Like Vin Diesel, good story. Just give me thirty seconds for it. <laughs> he said in an interview he was considering doing the role. And he mm-hmm. took his very small son and said, okay, look, he asked Daddy to do this movie. And these, and he pointed at a page with the characters in the comics. Mm-hmm. These are the characters. Which one do you think they're asking your daddy to play? And the kid pointed and said, the tree! <laughs> he was like, why on earth would he think that I'm going to be the tree? It means I have to be the tree. Yeah, well, not to mention, Vin Diesel just likes doing that nerdy stuff. Vin Diesel is, oh, I love him so much. He loves doing that nerdy stuff. But, okay, back back to Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, getting a movie. Uh, Sadly, it's probably not Danny DeVito, but uh, even though we had a petition. uh, (laughs) I can just hear Scron screaming when he listens to this show, it's going to be Danny DeVito no matter what. Because No, I he wants so. Nicolas Cage, and I can't understand why. Oh, uh, Nicolas Cage, what, they were looking at him, though. They no, but why would you want... You were going to scare all the children. <laughs> no. I, if, if, if they have Nicolas Cage, I'll be disappointed if Pikachu's goal is to not steal the Declaration of Independence. Like, oh I, like that's, the, that's the only thing I see Nicolas Cage now, and I'm just like, ah. Oh, National treasure, and which is very depressing for his career. But yeah, yeah, no, like that's that's the only yeah. thing I think of when I see him. And so there's going to be there's there's that, and I don't know. I think I think this is really interesting though. I think it's a really good jumping off point just to start talking about. So you see this movie, um, it's being made, and I, I couldn't believe it because of Pokemon Go. Like that's legitimately why this movie's being made. Um, Pokemon Go just brought a huge thing in to, uh, it just brought, um, like a huge wave of Pokemon fans and it made people realize there was still interest in the franchise, apparently. Uh, I don't know if there's a better way to put that. And it just revived the nostalgic idea, uh, dreams of what it was Pokemon in the 1990s. I mean, well, I think, already I don't seen know. the 1990s to be really big in the 2000s. I think people just got this uh, sense of – I don't know. I, I think it was – they put the rose-colored glasses back on or they, they finally got the rose-colored glasses taken off because they realized Pokemon's still a big deal mm-hmm. um, because we had all these people that you th- they think it fades in popularity because you look back at the day – back in the day, Pokemon sold 33 million copies. Red and Blue did phenomenal. 
33 million copies of the first game that came out. And now, now the games are getting like, I, I think it's like 16, 18 million copies of Sun and Moon. I'm not exactly sure what it is, what it's at currently. And which, which obviously isn't 33 million, but I think with the way that the video game industry has been recently, I think that 18 million, if you adjust for inflation, is almost as good as 33 million in my mind. Mm-hmm. Just because back then you didn't have as many video games coming out, especially triple A games. Did you just adjust for inflation on number of copies sold? Yes, I adjusted my, for. Oh, I adjusted for. You're you, my brain. <laughs> it, it's not. It, I, I'm putting inflation in. Quotes. I know Let's what put, you. I know what you meant. Yeah. But for a moment, I was very confused. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just like in, in quotes. So, I, I, if you look at the way the industry works, at least, like in terms of how many people, like how many video games there are now versus how many games there were in 1998 that were good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, I mean, fair enough. Many. Yeah, there there weren't as many that was back the, then. That was in the Super Nintendo era, where mm-hmm. many of those games were very good. Yeah, well, yes, yes, I, I would say that this was just after that, though. Like this was 1998. That was right when like the N64 came out. The N64 that launched with two games, by the way. Launched with like yeah, but Super one of Mario them was 64. Mario 64. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, everybody looks at that. <laughs> it's just like the Switch all over again. Uh, but it, I don't know. I think the the number of quality video games back then versus the number of quality video games you have now. Not looking at like Battlefronts. The number of games in the D and look at me, DS Game Boy was mm-hmm. something to look at too. That it was yes, really great like, on the on the uh, Game Boy itself mm-hmm. and being a handheld game. Yes, I agree with that all, entirely. Like the the link cable existed before Pokemon. But I don't think anybody bought one until Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon gave you reason to buy a link cable for sure. Mm-hmm. You Go- know what? I think I think something that Pokemon uh, did that was very different from other games on the Game Boy. It wasn't just the connectivity ex- aspect and all the merchandise and the marketing and all that. If you think about it, you're playing on a Game Boy, which you know the graphics are what they are, but. There, like, there are very few video games in which the graphics matter as little as they do in Pokemon. Yeah, mm-hmm. for your enjoyment of the game. Yeah, that's like, true. So, if you will give me the ground here, I have a few very interesting notes on how Pokemon is doing on the media currently. Go for it. So recently, I even brought this on the Puckle chat um, that I encountered that in the forums, people legit they're. Listen to this. There are legit people who think the Pokemon is in a downward spiral. That they're failing. Yes. I, I, mean, do, I cannot believe this. That Pokemon you... is failing. And that Sun and Moon is the worst Pokemon game thus far. What? Okay. Yes. So you can you can actually prove this just by sales numbers that they're wrong? There um, we go. This is where I'm heading out. Now, um, Pokemon in the mainstream, not even... even since before Pokemon Go has been exploding. In 2015, it grew $5.6 million by itself. Well, now, by, by the time that Pokemon Go came out in 2016, it brought up 15.92 billion yen or $143.3 million in total in the whole thing. What does that mean? Pokemon right now in the media, in the mainstream, is the number seventh 
mainstream media company. And to give you guys at home context, the first six companies are Facebook, Apple, eBay, Amazon, Disney. The next one will surprise you. Etsy. And then Pokemon Company. Etsy actually does surprise me. That surprises me more than Pokemon. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) me a whole lot that it's even it's ranking higher I was, than no, I was, okay. and by the way for you guys at home this is based on the uh, global uh, ranking system of netbase.com so just so you know it's a legit stay, uh, legit place just to put this in perspective I kept waiting for you to mention Star Wars and that list and Star Wars does not, does not make the list only Disney as a whole including Star Wars makes those mm-hmm. lists above yep. it's, and there's only two spaces That's above incredible. Yes. That's incredible. Like Disney has the Avenger, Disney has Star Wars, and Disney has Disney, and it's only barely above Pokemon. Yep. I don't. Mm-hmm. Be- I can't believe that. That's incredible. It is yeah, incredible. No, I I knew that one actually. Like Pokemon is a huge company because you have to look not just at the game sales uh, for like the Pokemon franchise as a whole Every- because they've expanded s- significantly since you know just you, here's the main series game. On top of that, you have. I mean, how many games came out in Gen 6? You had Pokemon Shuffle. You had Pokemon Troze. You had um, uh, Pokemon uh, Rumble Blast, whatever nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had another Pokemon uh, another Pokemon Mystery Dungeon come out. Yeah. And, and, and to give you a little bit more perspective, guess I'm going to let you guys guess the next two after Pokemon. Uh, one of them is Nintendo. Nope. What? Um... Hmm. Okay, so these are we are talking about net presence, right? uh, media in in general. Yes, media and internet presence. Hmm. I'll give Tricky. you one try and I'll say. So not what? Too, I'll give you one try and then I'll I'll say so we don't. Uh, we're we're playing Family Feud, the short version. <laughs> okay. Oh <laughs> uh, wow! Mm, uh, I don't know. I, no? I give up. Give up. Just go for wait, it. Wait, okay, Just tell so, me. Number eight is Netflix. Okay. I believe and that. Never mind. I num- believe that. And number nine is Sony. Uh, I forgot. So Netflix yeah, is Pokemon Netflix is-, is incredibly smart about how they do their business. That's why and they like Pokemon is still on top of them. Well, like Netflix, the way they do things is they just like raise their price by a dollar once every two years because they go, oh, we have a hundred million users, and if we raise it by a dollar, ninety nine percent of them aren't going to care. Um, and if the 1% cares, fine, let them leave because we just made a hundred million dollars. Exactly. And, <laughs> and yep. that's like, that's how Netflix works. That's how they operate. And it's an incredibly smart business model because in 10 years, I'm going to be paying, you know, $20 a month for Netflix. And that's fine because they make quality content now. Like they are a great mm-hmm. content creator. But, oh boy. <laughs> that yeah. countdown for Stranger Things season two. Mm. Uh, oh, right. God, I can't wait. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking uh, regarding that, it is really, really noticeable that Pokemon is as big as it's ever been, and that its oh, yeah. impact in our popular culture is cemented forever to come. It's like it is that big, mm-hmm. and there's I can't believe there's still people out there who think that Pokemon is not that big as it oh is. Oh my gosh! No, so is. you want even you want even more proof? So this is just this is anecdotal evidence. So like, take it with a grain of salt, obviously. But remember how like two years ago we were worried about Yokai Watch? Worried? I'm putting that in God, yes. Um, Worried. I never was. Yeah, no, I was. Ne- I was never. Did. I was. We were never worried. Uh, us at least. But you know, there was the the community was worried, and mm. I think that's the overall way to say it. 
And granted, um, we so I went to be Pokemon for a little bit of time. Yeah, in Japan. Japan. Yeah, and so I, I went to GameStop today. And so, you know, they have a bunch of Pokemon merchandise now. I go there because I was looking for uh, the giant, like, Shining Legends box. Yeah. Uh, did not find it yet. I just ended up ordering it off Amazon. That, that's a different story altogether. But they uh, they also – they have a clearance section at GameStop, right? So they've got a bunch of new Pokemon merchandise. I went over to the clearance section just to see what was over there because sometimes you find something good. And uh, all of the Yokai Watch paraphernalia <laughs> is <Yeah>. right there <laughs> in the clearance section. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what a tale of the times. Because I haven't yeah. heard anything about Yokai Watch Three getting localized. Um, nope, I don't Yoka- think it will. Yeah, I don't think it will honestly, because Yokai Watch Three I heard was like a really weak entry even in Japan, because yeah. they tried to push it too hard. It was the because Yokai Watch is no, very and it was also like, based in America. Yeah, it was based in America, and the concept of Yokai Watch is very Japanese, and they they strayed away from the idea of having Yokai be Yokai. And then yeah. essentially turned Yokai Watch into Pokemon, and it didn't so, do as well because you had a corn Yokai. You had literally a corn Yokai in Yokai Watch Three. A lesson to be learned for future Pokemon games or any games that do really really well in Japan with Japanese stuff. Do not set one in mainland America, or yeah, it will go the Unova way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, we can even yeah compare it to the sales numbers for all of Pokemon games. I think I think Gen Five had its own issues. Um, one that I, I believe Black and White came out right when in the United States it came out right when the 3DS was announced. Yeah, and so you have a number of people going, "Oh, I'm not going to buy that game because they just launched this new console," um, because they don't understand how the Pokemon company operates when it puts games on consoles. It really likes there to be an install base before they develop a game. Mm-mm. But granted, the 3DS could play DS games, though. Oh, it could. It could. But a lot of people just didn't buy it because they thought the next big thing was coming. That's true. And, and then we got Black and White 2. I remember when Black and White 2 were announced, and they were announced for the DS, even like a year and a half after the 3DS came out, because that console sucked for like the first year and a half of its life. Yeah, and to the point where they even lowered the price in the first yeah. six months. Yeah, they lowered it because it just did so poorly. There was no there was no killer title on it, though. That was the big problem. And the only reason I moved to a 3DS um, during that time frame, and this is a true story, was because of the internet protocols on the DS versus the internet protocols on the 3DS. <laughs> you you couldn't connect your uh, you couldn't connect your uh, what is it? It's a WPA2, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't connect to WPA2 on a DS. You had to do it on a, which was like the typical thing that you use on your internet now, like to say like, oh, my password is this on my router, and not to have it be a series of random numbers and letters. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a different encryption that works way better, and the DS couldn't do it, but the 3DS could. But, I mean, yeah, no, Pokemon's doing really well. Like, the entire series is doing really well. The franchise is fantastic. I mean, Pokemon Go is definitely helping. They're trying to keep things alive. I think we've definitely settled, like, I, we've finally gotten to the place in Pokemon Go that you've kind of gotten rid of, like, the people that were just there because it was the sensational thing to do at the time. Yeah. And, which I, I mean, I understand that. I have a lot of friends who are doing it. I'm tricking them into watching Star Wars with me because of that very statement. Um, <laughs> because because they've never seen Star Wars, and but they want to go see the new Star Wars because it's going to be the hip thing to do. And... That that's like their entire life is it's the hip thing to do, so I do it. I mean, they played Pokemon Go for the first month that it came out too, and no. so so you get uh, you. We finally like settled out. We we've settled to the bottom. All of the people that are gonna stay, 
And I think it I think it definitely came out to be higher than it was before. I'll say that much. Yeah. And I really like that Pokemon Go is including this Mimikyu hat. I think it's a way to like kind of start to draw people into the main games. I'm waiting for Pokemon Go to catch up with the rest of uh the actual games. But that's not going to happen for a few years obviously. But I'm really excited for that to happen because I want people to pick up Pokemon Go and go, oh, what's this Pokemon? And go, maybe I should buy the new games. Mm, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Uh, I'm always, like, incredibly surprised every time someone asks a question about Pokemon Go that anyone who has played a main series Pokemon game will know, like, is this type mm -hmm. super effective against this type? Right. Uh, What is this sheep Pokemon? And... Every time I'm reminded that there are people playing Pokemon Go who have not played any Pokemon main series games, I I still get surprised every time. I shouldn't be. But I, I am still surprised. I agree with you. you know, there are a lot of people asking me a lot of things about that, and it's uh, it's really, really uh, surprising. But if you guys have nothing else to say, I would like to just end it there. Yes. All right, Perfect. So we're just going to end the conversation there, guys. We're going to kick we'll, – we'll obviously ask you guys about this in the mailbag. Um, but we're going to go ahead, take a commercial break, and be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Come to Restaurant Le Wow and enjoy the finest dining has to offer. You'll be served a five-course meal beginning with our serving of our finest slowpoke tail, freshly harvested, which you may suck on at your leisure. You will then be served some octillery soup, complete with the leaks from our newly caught Farfetch'd. Not to worry, the plucky duck will not be separated long from his weapon. For the third course is a plump, cooked Farfetch'd, covered in some sweet Vespaquin honey. Beginning to move into dessert, you will be served a shuckle, whose shell has been cracked open, allowing its berry juices to be quaffed, stating your thirst. Finally, the last course will be some steamed Parasect, alongside some Miltank cheese. Bon appetit! Come to Restaurant Le Wow today. Poke of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 773, Silvali, the synthetic Pokemon. It's Pokemon Moon Pokedex Entry States. Although its name was type Null at first, the boy who evolved it into this form gave it the name by which it is now known. Silvali, type Null without a hat. Uh, (laughs) That's that's literally what he is. Just type Null without a hat, because the only difference between him and that is like 40-some base speed. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only difference. But uh, type Null is surprisingly, uh, for being like Arceus Light, is is in the PU tier, which is surprising to me. And people don't even use it with the with the discs. So I'm challenging myself now to build a team using like a fun type null. Mm. Uh, because I don't this is boring. Why would you why would you use type null like that? Come on. Uh, because the typical set on Smogon right now, I believe, is using choice band. <laughs> so that you're running uh, choice band choice band uh Silvali. With uh, RKS system has its ability, obviously. Adamant, 252 attack, 252 special. And he gets double edge, crunch, parting shot, and explosion. So that's that's great. It's a good time. I mean, uh, it probably uh, makes parting sense. Shot, parting shot, honestly, I'm honestly really 
excited for parting shot like i'm it's not on many pokemon and type null and uh or i think silvali only is one of the few pokemon that get it yeah it's just silvali alolan meowth and alolan persian and pancham and pangoro those are the mm-hmm. only pokemon that get parting shot and parting shot i think is probably one of the best status moves i love it not gonna it. lie it's a, it's a u-turn that's um for those of you that don't know it's a u-turn that lowers attack and special attack and mm. isn't that interesting uh also z parting shot when you use it re it heals the pokemon that comes in like oh, fully wow. fully heals it so that's really nice uh z parting shot's not a bad move i i think a little impersion's a little underrated uh, in my personal opinion because its speed is incredibly fast and it can it can do it it's fantastic oh i was so. i was using it in the month and mm-hmm. it, it I, I love that. Especially I, if it's a PU Pokemon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would use it if it was a PU. Like, because you can go ahead and use, like, I don't know, you could pick whatever type you want. You can fill whatever niche you want to fill. Um, oh, it, okay. Different types actually get different um, different uh, tiers or are useful in different tiers. Like, the flying one is used in NU, it looks like. The other ones are used in NU, typically, um, and just to get you stabbed for whatever move you're trying to get. This is very interesting. Yeah, it is. It is incredibly interesting. I, I mean, you can definitely play around with it and do some things. What's even better is it gets a card in Crimson Invasion, and we pulled one of those yesterday during the pre-release, which is really fun. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, no type null. No. We got it. We got a um, Silvali. Well, speaking of TCG, we do have two of them. Uh, there's another one. Active. There's another what one. Was that? There's another. Yeah. Silvali? Well, there's a non-GX one. Is it? Is Silvali. there a baby? Is it coming out? It it currently came out in as a promo in Japan. I don't know okay. if it came out already. Can't recall. Oh, uh, most of it has it's, not, it's not a no. good card, and I don't care. <laughs> so it might have come out if it did. Sorry if it did not. It's because purely because I don't care. But the, basically, this Silvani is a uh, uh, stage one, of course, non GX on 130 HP. It has two attacks. Its first attack, Gear Scan for one colorless. Search your deck for a Pokemon tool card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. And then your uh, second attack, Excisor of all attacks, three mm-hmm. colorless, 90 plus. Flip a coin. If hits, this attack does 30 more damage. That's stupid. Um, basically, it's pretty crap. But the card that that was regarding, uh, was uh, talking about, was G- Silvani GX from Queensome Invasion. It has two attacks and a ability. Its ability, your ba- uh, it's called Gyro Unit. It's your basic Pokemon in play. Have no retreat quote, which by itself is a really legit ability. Now, its no, attacks are Turbo Drive for three colorless, 120. Attach a basic energy card from your discard pile to one of your bench Pokemon. So basically, it's an accelerator. And then it's obvious GX attack, Rebel GX, 50 times. This attack does 50 damage of uh, times... Well, so 50 damage for each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Um, basically, its weakness is a fighting, no resistance, and retreat costs up I, to... I think this is like... I don't think it's the greatest card. No, it's But not. I, I think it's useful. I think this could it definitely... Is. You could definitely see this as like a tech in certain decks. Because... Mm, okay. Uh, Keep hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, so not only that, but uh, the one thing that we didn't mention is there's a bunch of cards that are coming out that are essentially the memories to turn Silvali into whatever type you want to turn it into. Mm-hmm. And so uh, first of all, I think the I think the ability is great, especially for a lot of decks. If you look at um, uh, Tapu Bulu and um, the, tap- I, I, the Tapus, essentially. <laughs> but there, there's some other cards that aren't evolutions. 
you could probably get some other GXs, the Ultra Beasts, the new Ultra Beasts that are coming out. Um, if you get the Savali on the bench, you can return, retreat it, move it back and forth. I think this is better than something like Altar of the Moon because, I mean, look at Dark Ride, the Dark Ride deck in general, right? Um, I mm. think it's better than Altar of the Moon because, because you can't, le- you can't field blower this. You can't get rid of this. Yeah, but if you play, you need to evolve this from a type null. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that's why I'm saying it's a little sluggish. Number two, like you would play uh, Halter of the Moon when you need it, and you will be able to retreat that turn you use it. You're not expecting it to be there all the time. Uh, kind of. I mean, I the I mean the way I play, I we could have different play styles. Those, these is this is the thing with TCG. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you the way I would that play on your hand until you play it and you need it. I wouldn't do it. I would just put it down. So Volley GX, because let's say I'm playing Darkrai. Darkrai is incredibly weak to fighting types, which are, it's a thing. You see a lot of people running Lycanroc decks now. Um, n- not good ones, but like Lycanroc decks. And uh, I think I've seen a couple of Machamp decks around. Uh, oh, th- these, really? n- yeah, none of these are good. None of the none of these are good. Like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. None of these good. But neither neither's the Darkrai deck. Um, yeah. the, the new dark ride GX EX deck. And you, you know, you could fill one, one slot on your bench with a Silvali Silvali GX. And let's say I throw a grass memory in my deck as well. Slap yeah. grass memory on. This would work really well on dark ride because you can get the energy acceleration from your discard and you just slap dark energies onto your bench. And at the same time, I could be a grass type doing super effective damage, um, which would be 240 damage to something like a, uh, something like a lichen rock. I mean, maybe I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying this is the best yeah, answer, but, but it's, like, it's definitely something to, I think you you're going to see played around with, and to, it could be to, something that surprises us. To summarize, the problem that I have with this card is it's a little bit too expensive. I mean, three colorless for what it I agree. does. I mean, I three agree. colorless is fine if you uh, have something that does really well. However, it's Rebel GX attack basically. Lycanroc does the same thing like oh, Lycanroc yes. GX Midnight form for just two energies. Mm-hmm. So it's like 50 times that's exactly what Lycanroc does. And then Turbo Drive, 120 is a decent amount of damage, but it is colorless. And you're thinking, well, I can do do the fighting disc, for example. Again, Lycanroc Dayform does the same amount of damage and does better. If you're doing the fighting disc, but you do like other discs. I'm not saying you do that. Like if you want Lycanroc, yeah, you Lycanroc. If you, but if you want like... If you want some energy acceleration in your deck, I think this is like a good um it's a good clunky one size fits all energy acceleration. Maybe. That's what I think, in my opinion. I mean, it could be wrong, but I'm allowed to Do disagree have with you. Uh which Rayquaza? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the Turbo Storm one. Yeah, that yeah. that one's that that one's uh that one's different. But that one is good. But it's a I, basic that. double yeah, that's a basic. And it does that. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. I agree with that. But they don't allow your basics free retreat though. So think sure, about that. That is. <laughs> think about that. Uh, and it doesn't have 210 HP. It has 120. But yeah, it doesn't cost two prices either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it depends on your gameplay, on your game style, I guess. It depends. I, I, I mean, I agree with you that it's not going to be like everywhere. I don't think it's going to win at regionals or anything. Yeah. But I think it's definitely something you're going to see played with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be good. Vani fans out there will try to make this work for sure. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. So Savali's some say. Oh, go for it. Some say that this was not an episode of Buckle TCG Cast. They would be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, the problem is Jushiro never thought that I would actually be good at it. And so I never said that. I just thought it would take more time. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Okay. 
So uh, can I say one we're gonna thing go about ahead. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any like excellently awesome trivia. No. But so I will. I will leave. Leave with a question. Okay. Since in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, the Ultra Beasts seem to be a much bigger part of the story. And they might be a part of the story earlier than in Sun and Moon. Oh, Can yeah. we please, please, please get a type null to actually take through the game? Well, remember in Sun and Moon, they had that they them. had that mention that they made three of them. Exactly. And so, so we, we only know where two of them beasts, are. We no, but I I think if you need to face Ultra Beasts in this alternate timeline, mm-hmm. and if like the Ether Foundation aren't you know, as bad as they are in Sun and Moon, they might say, oh, you're going against Ultra Beasts. This is something we made specifically for that. It's not perfect, but it still might help you. Have one. Yeah, no, I, I think it would be exciting just to get a type null. It's and... not going to happen, but I want it. Exactly. All right, so that's going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode. We're going to move on then, guys, uh, and we're going to get to the mailbag. So let's uh, let's go to the mailbag. Top of the mailbag. Sending your emails. Your mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! I love that Whimsicott went to the other side of the room. Uh, it's really good. And so, uh, as always, the mailbag segment is the segment of the show where you guys can send us, us emails at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, and we will more than likely read them. Uh, typically, we have a prompt, the mailbag question. Last week's mailbag question is, what was your favorite third version game? So we're going to get right into it because we got an email from me. Yes, me. That is their name. Hi, it's me. You know, me. Now that I have you confused as to the nature of my true identity, I can save you any unnecessary thinking by confirming that this is my first email to you. I just wanted to mention that I believe that the Ultra Space will play a huge role in you some, as the good folks at Game Freak typically don't show post-game activities during trailers. That's that's actually true. That is true. That's a good point. Uh, I was afraid it was all going to be post-game, but hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Also supporting this is the fact that we see a vast variety of leveled Pokemon fighting Ultra Beast and their human associates. I believe that we'll meet several Ultra Beasts in the respective dimensions during the gameplay and most likely by slipping through holes by accident thanks to Nebby or your average wormhole opening. And you'll mm-hmm. only and you'll only be able to actually navigate it upon catching Solgaleo slash Unala. Sincerely, me. That is actually a really good point. I really do like that a lot. I'm going to say also that me is a fan of Doctor Who because I think that this is a reference to that. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Uh, Doctor Who season – I think that was season 10, right? Season season 9. 9. 10's the one going on. Game of Thrones actress had – her character was named me because she was so old. She was an immortal who was so, so old that eventually she just forgot her name. Mm -hmm. So she just started calling herself me. Oh, I see. I'm – Five seasons behind on that show. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, that's one of those shows where it's just like the fandom is really what like turns me off of it. 
Really? Because like, I'm part of that fandom, sir. Well, so, like, I'm a fan <laughs> of the show. Okay, let's get that straight. Um, it's kind of like, uh, it's like Rick and Morty. Like, that's the mm. way I feel about it. It's kind of like Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, there are, like, a series of shows where the most vocal fans are mm-hmm. also the most insane. Yes. And that that's might be one is. of them. That's the only reason. Like, like I, I'm more than willing to watch the show. I love the show. I think the concepts are amazing. Um, I think there's a lot of, like, idolizing that goes on in the show. Yeah. Uh, just, like, of things that happen. Like, little things like, come on, guys. We don't all have to wear bow ties. Um, and then there's the other thing where it's just like, um, it, it's the equivalent of, well, it's not the equivalent. It, it's just of the same mindset as like the Rick and Morty fans recently, like raiding McDonald's because they couldn't get Szechuan sauce. Yeah. And that, that's like, I see that and I'm just like, wow, that's the same thing. But it's obviously like the crazy fans. I'm not saying, I don't think you're one of them. Um, <laughs> and, but like, anyway, Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Thank, thankfully none of those are Pokemon fans. Uh, so, uh, Whimsicott, you want to go ahead and uh, get this next one by Ten Little Men? Absolutely, I do. Our favorite uh, ten Canadians say, Well, if it isn't the tantalizing fat, the wondrous Whimsicott, and the jovial Toshiro, Ten Little Men here to write in to answer this week's mailbag question. This week's question has me a bit torn on what the correct answer is. Clearly, Emerald is the best game of the side quills. I like, I like that That's word. That's an awesome term. But Platinum oh. deserves a special mention for being such a massive improvement over its source material. True. I respect Platinum immensely for fixing the absolute fire-type garbodor that was Gen 4. Seriously? Point is the only fire-type? Someone needed to get fire for that. You're so oh, right. Oh, I see what you did You're so there. Right. Um, also however by combining these two trains of logic the clear winner would have to be the cheat that is black to white 2 gen 5.5 manages to be a massive improvement over black and white 1 which is pretty messy at times with the reboot attempt sorry whimsicott but you know it's true no I agree the reboot factor was not a good one No. however unlike platinum black to white 2 are better than decent and are some of the best games in the franchise true well that was a longer than i intended sorry about that sorry <laughs> sorry 20 remix flip-flops 10 little men going off to the battle frontier p.s hashtag Pruckleton. hashtag the other foundation was never a real team <laughs> so two things about that number one i love the jovio jashiro i think i no longer am lord jashiro i'm now jovio jashiro oh, number true. two it, how is anyone forgetting Crystal Version here? Uh, okay, so Crystal Version. So Crystal Version is one of those instances where, um, so like Yellow Version, I think is in a league of its own. If you talk about third versions, but if you want to talk about Crystal Version, I think Crystal Version was the true third version, first fir- third version we got. I'm saying a yeah. lot of first and thirds, and so I think it's one of those instances of yeah, it might have been first, but it definitely like these did it better. Um, but it brought us the Battle Frontier. It did time. not. It brought tower. you. Sorry, it brought, brought you a tower. battle tower, and we still have a battle tower um, in different ways. I think the battle mason and the battle tree are improvements it on that because you don't do seven battle the, segments. It gave us the Pokemon moving for the first time. Yes, it did. It did do that, and it gave you. It gave you the selection between male and female. But I don't think it's one of those things that makes it the best. If we're talking about story adaptations, um, I feel like it was very. It was very odd that the choice so. Cho- uh, chose Soikun all of a sudden as like why it's the best one 
Yeah. I mean, kind of. Uh, but Yet another Muff team member for Whimsicott. <laughs> but I, I don't think it did everything We're like as well. Them all. Uh, it didn't. It didn't do like if you look at the some of the other improvements that were made um, in third versions that just stacked up. Like I, I think I can understand Emerald to an extent because honestly, let's give the Battle Frontier. Like it took it took that trainer tower and was just like this is that time seven. And yeah, but at the same time, we have to take into consideration that Ruby Sapphire lacked so many things in the transition. They, from they took a lot of things. They took a lot of things from Crystal advanced. version, though, right? Yeah, they took, they took a lot of things it's from so Crystal version because uh, Crystal version included um, a story that focused around a legendary Pokemon that was on the mascot. In Gold and Silver, you could argue, didn't really do that. Um, it, the, like it was pretty much like a kind of like a side note on your way to go become champion. And yeah. so this one actually very much centered around Soikun. And then that transferred into Ruby and Sapphire, right? Because it was a, it was an epic moment to go battle Kyogre and go battle Groudon. But then you get Gen 3 where it's just like, yeah, you had that battle tower. We made it better. Uh, we took the battle tower and we gave it a battle frontier. We took the idea of following your legendary around and we took both title legendaries from the previous games, put them in the same game and made the other Pokemon the title legendary. And, I think I think I can I can agree with Ten Element on these points. He and yeah, I don't agree on a lot enough. of things generation wise, but I think this is, uh, this yeah. Is, and Flareon is still the worst EV. So yes, continue. I'm, it is. Let's let's not forget Flareon it is, is the worst. And Little Man, I'm sorry, it is. It is the worst one. <laughs> All right. Either way. Either way. Uh, we'll go. I, I we'll just, move on. I, oh, go ahead, Lindsay Cott. No, I I can't even Glaceon is a thing, you guys. <laughs> this is, no, Flareon is still the worst. Anyway, Cloud9! Cloud9, yes. <laughs> Howdy, Thatch and crew! I usually enjoy the third versions of the games more than the original, simply because of the added content, like Battle Frontier and Emerald and the Distortion World from Platinum. But my favorite sequel to a game is Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness. I really enjoyed how instead of starting with... Espionor and Umbrian, you got Eevee, and you can choose your own path for it. I feel it expanded on the plot and how you do more than just beat trainers. Just steal their Pokemon, for purification's reasons. Not to mention the best funky, fresh battle music, the Mero B theme. I used to be put... <laughs> <laughs> I used to put it on in the background at home and go about my day with it in repeat. It, it's starting up again so it's time to dance out. Catch you all later, Clout Nine. Exactly, that's right. You gotta get the the Mir B theme. Just gotta get it dancing to it. It's too good. Um, all right, Whimsicott. Finish up the emails with uh, with British gent here. Okay. <clears throat> no, I will not do a British accent. I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest Thatch, I'm the most awesome co-hosts. The mailbag question you asked us listen, listeners last week had me thinking. We all have our favorite gen, but is the third version our favorite as well? I've been playing Pokemon from the start, but honestly, I wouldn't say yellow version was really better than red or blue. Gold and silver are fantastic. Especially replaying them again on the DS, Crystal was great, giving us the chance to catch both Ho and Lugia. Can't you also do that in gold and silver? You can do that in gold and silver as well, yeah. But but I think it was Gen 3 that had the better third versions. Though, not my favorite Gen, the third version gave us the most. 
Giving us all the legends to catch and an awesome cutscene for the story, it also brings us the Battle Frontier. Let's face it, I think out of the things that people want brought back to Pokemon, this is it. With an extra 14 badges to collect, you had your work cut out. Flagon was a great third version with extra stories to the game and areas to go to and new forms for Pokemon. This is the gen you need to thank for all the Rotom forms. True. And of course we had black and white too. And he just says nothing about that. I, I, I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> the real question I think we should ask now is, will Yusum be a good third version? As of right now, from what we have heard, I would say yes. But this is a prediction, and I am willing to wait three weeks and five days to find out. Hype! Anyway, so close. I, I need to head off now as I need to dry off from a swift flammability I forgot about and look forward to my next Draft League match. Yours, the British gent. A.K.A. Yes. the Kalos gent. <laughs> uh, no, that's not... No. It's Britain's France. not France. And if you try telling a Briton that he's French, you're going to have some trouble. Remember that whole Anyways. Brexit thing? <laughs> huh? Remember that whole Brexit thing that happened? Oh, they remember it quite well. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> yes. I'm now having... Ooh. I'm now having to wait for payday so I can put my order in for a couple of tops from Tea Public. Some great tops on there. They are. They are great. And I am also waiting... <laughs> Until next month to get a t-shirt from T-Public. Oh, there's one and I have my eye on. You know which one, Pat. I'm sure you know which one. All right. So that's going to be it for this week. If you guys want to email us next week, you can do so at pokopodcast at gmail.com. Answering the question. Uh, what's it called? Um, answering the question about how you th- where you think Pokemon is. Do you think it's in a downward spiral? Spiral? Do you think it's bigger and better than it ever was? Let us know at pucklepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and in the meantime, if you want to follow us on social media, let me do my plugs. You can do Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. You can find all of those at pucklepodcast dot com. We are a Puckle Podcast on all of those platforms. If you want to come and talk to us on a regular basis, check out the Discord. We're there on a very regular basis. Uh, if you want to talk to any of us, that's the way to find us. Um, we, the link is in the show notes and on our website as well. So you can just come and join us whenever it's a blast. That's also where we do a lot of our tournament announcements. You'll see things there first before we announce them on the show most of the time. So definitely consider joining our discord server. Um, if you want to watch us during the week, I know Jushiro and myself, we both stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. Yeah, we do. Uh, you can watch Jushiro and I talk about things. If you want to keep up with the with the Puckle Draft League and watch some battle match recaps, you can check that out at YouTube, and we are Puckle Podcast there. And if you want to support the show, there's two ways to do so now. Uh, the first can be, uh, like the British gent mentioned, you can go to Tee Public. Uh, the link to that store is in the description, where we have a bunch of shirts there. Buying anything there does help support the podcast and support the community. And I hear a kitten outside. So... Uh, <laughs> You can, oh. it's a it's a great way to do it. Yeah, it'll be fantastic if you want to do that. There's some cool sh- shirts there, as Whimsicott said, and as British Gent said. It's a, a fantastic service. And if you want to support us maybe more directly, you could do so by supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. You can support us at any tier that you want. Um, it's fantastic. We do appreciate it. However, make sure you can take care of yourself before you take care of us. That is my one thing. If I find out you guys are in trouble money-wise, I'm going to kick you out of the Patreon. Uh, (laughs) Because I want you guys to take care of yourselves first. Pokal is not a priority for anybody, I should say. I mean, it's my full-time hobby, but 
uh, I would say don't make that your priority. Make sure you can eat <laughs> and pay your electric bill. So um, that is all, I guess, right? Yeah, I think that's that's my spiel. Don't so, forget I mean, to listen to uh, Puckle, uh, Puckle TCG cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, go for it, Whimsicott. Were you saying something? Do we want to award a green Taurus badge? Uh, I mean, I don't know who doesn't have it. Well, me, uh, okay. uh, by which I don't mean me, I mean, I mean me, me. Yeah, uh, we, okay, me, me, you can have the green Taurus badge because you're the only person I don't know that doesn't have it. I there also think that, like, they made a really good point that That's made true. us even That was more legitimate. Hyped. That was, like, well, legitimate. That was a legitimate so. message. Yeah. That was legitimate. So, yeah, you can submit for it on the website. Yay. All right. So that is going to be it for the show this week, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, I'm Trainer Thatch. I am the fluffiest whimsicott. And I am the jovial Toshiro. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. take a moment to thank all of our patrons for helping support the podcast and community you guys really help us do a lot of awesome stuff and so i wanted to give my thanks personally to the following people we have regal superior Rayusei, duly noted ten little men jonathan steven andrea the fluffiest whimsicott lock mongo 87 snag jushiro bosephus seth vilo minor manetric jordan claude nine matt g daniel john r sigma doc mcstuffles nathan uncle Ashawant, matthew c Trevor, Eric, Zenth, Jesse, Treby, Greg, Christopher, Ozzy, British Gent, Victor, Nicholas, and Beaverla. Thanks once again to all of you for supporting the show and the community. It's because of you guys we can do some incredibly awesome stuff and make some awesome content. So definitely, as always, thank you for your contributions. 
And as always, I'd like to also thank the rest of our patrons at the $1 level. Uh, I can't list everybody where I'm going to sit here for hours. So <laughs> um, if you'd like to be a patron, as I said at the end of the show, you can do so by just check, checking out patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. It's appreciated, but it's ne- never necessary. So thanks, everybody, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.